There's been deadly violence along the Gaza border as Israel and the US opened the new American embassy in Jerusalem, which was a promise last year from Donald Trump. At least 55 Palestinians have been killed by the Israeli military during violent protests. Now, the Israeli Defence Force says that terrorist group Hamas used the protesters as covers for bombing and shooting attacks, and it was merely protecting Israel's Israel citizens and homes. Retired IDF Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner is currently in Australia and he joins me on the line now. Thanks for joining me, Lieutenant Colonel. Thanks, Lerner. I'm actually the former spokesperson. I retired last November from the military. Okay, good. Thanks. Um, now, it's Thank being you. described as the deadliest day in cross-border fighting since 2014. What do you make of these events? So the, the reality on the ground is one where Hamas for the last seven weeks actually has uh, designed, orchestrated um, protests that then developed into violent riots, including shooting attacks, explosive devices, attempts to breach the border fence. And, um, and this is the, the, the cause of all of the aggravation that is taking place at the moment. The military has um, orders to defend the line because um, they are effectively protecting 4,000 Israelis that live within a radius of three kilometers from the border. So the reality is an, an unfortunate and, and, the, and the deaths that we've reported uh, are indeed tragic. But I think what we need to ask ourselves is, why is Hamas doing it? Why are they sending people to confront the soldiers at the fence? Uh, uh, why are they not safeguarding the people, uh, the Palestinians in, in Gaza, rather than sacrificing them? And why do the Palestinians care so much about uh, the embassy being in West Jerusalem, which, I mean, there's no uh, contention about um, West Jerusalem. It's, it's East Jerusalem that they consider as part of their territory, isn't it? So I think there are a few things that we really need to look at. First of all, Hamas doesn't accept, accept Israel in any form, not West Jerusalem, not East Jerusalem. Um, but they don't accept Israel full stop. So that really has nothing to do with the issue. Hamas saw the um, celebrations that took place yesterday in Israel as an opportunity to bring their issues to the, to the table. Now, the reason they are in such a dire situation is because they are investing millions and millions of dollars in terrorist uh, infrastructure, rockets, tunnels, um, all for one purpose, to kill Israelis, instead of investing in the civilian population. So on one hand, you have the international community uh, uh, warning that in 2020, Gaza will no longer be inhabitable and that the world needs to come to, to Gaza's aid. But on the other hand, you have a terrorist organization that instead of investing money in life, is investing money in the tools of terror. So uh, the, the reality on the ground means that you know, Hamas will take advantage of this. That what they're trying to do is actually uh, bring their story back to the um, to the international agenda. Try and coerce uh, Egypt into opening the border with uh, with Gaza. Trying to coerce the Palestinian Authority to restore payments of funds that they've held um, for months now. So there's very little cash within Gaza. And uh, they're doing it by proxy via attacking Israel on the front with, with the border. So it's quite more elaborate than just the, the embassy story, which, is, which has developed, of course, over the last weeks.
So why does it mean so much to Israel? We heard Benjamin Netanyahu saying uh, earlier how grateful he was to Donald Trump for moving the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Why does that mean so much? Why are Israelis so happy about that? So I think it, it, it sends a clear message to the world that Israel is here to stay. So all of those detractors that are saying that Israel should not exist, like Hamas, um, when the United States, when a world power like the United States, and there are other uh, countries that are following suit, establishing their embassies in West Jerusalem, they're sending a clear message to, message to all of those detractors that Israel is here to stay. It's time to get used to it and get, the, get with the program. Um, our, our understanding is that, um, you know, from beyond the symbolic uh, importance of Jerusalem, because Jerusalem for us is, has been our capital um, from, for 70 years now. And that's but where you'd the, expect the, people from, to put their embassies. Of course, and we would expect it from, from countries to, to, to accept that. And, and if the countries that accept Israel's existence and support Israel's existence uh, should indeed shift their embassies to Jerusalem and send a message to those that are unwilling to accept our existence in Israel. Now, Israel is here to stay, and those that want to live in peace will live in peace, and the ability to negotiate peace uh, is in the realm of the of East Jerusalem, not West Jerusalem. So why is there a problem in moving to West Jerusalem? That's right. Uh, I mean, East Jerusalem and uh, Gaza uh, are called the um, occupied territories and I know that you have asked uh, you have uh, several times in recent years I think three times there have been peace offers um, to give those territories over to a Palestinian state but they have been rebuffed have they not? So the, the, every time there has been an opportunity to uh, proceed with peace uh, agreements the Palestinians have stepped away Unfortunately, we don't see on the Palestinian side a, a partner uh, that, will, that is willing to negotiate peace, and not only negotiate peace, also to deliver peace, because the current situation with Mahmoud Abbas, the Palestinian uh, president in, in Ramallah, he is 83 years old. He has he's in poorly health, poor health conditions, and he has erased basically, basically any line of succession. So even if we had in him a partner... We would say that would continue. So what happened in, in the last elections of the Palestinians had, Hamas came to power and they rejected all of the previous agreements. And that is one of the sticking points still today, that, if, that the world won't communicate with Hamas because they don't accept the agreements that were signed by the Palestinian Authority. So um, in order for there to be any sort of process, there needs to be leadership. There needs to be an, an acknowledgement of the, of the Jewish state's existence. And I think part of the um, uh, shifting of the embassy to Jerusalem signifies exactly that. It tells the world, um, and especially those that we are in uh, negotiations with or in conflict with, that um, the Israeli state and its capital in Jerusalem are here to stay. So does Israel want to have some sort of a settlement with the Palestinian leadership if, the, if there was a leadership that showed um, that it, it, it you know, was willing to live peaceably with Israel? Prime Minister Netanyahu, just after his first elect, uh, the recent election, uh, seven, eight years ago now, um, he announced that uh, he wants a two-state solution. Uh, unfortunately, all of the attempts to try and gauge that and move forward with that have failed because the Palestinians uh, 
refused to come to the table uh, with clean hands. Um, I would say the, the, there is a, definitely a sense of the clock is against us. So I would say the two-state solution is something we need to have, and we have to move forward, and we have to find the leadership, and we have to cultivate it. There needs to be an education of peace and, and coexistence. Um, otherwise, it will be just more rounds of violence, and we need something that can break this cycle of violence. Now, Australia's Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull has today announced that we will not be removing our embassy from Tel Aviv and uh, following the American lie to uh, to Jerusalem. Do you support that? I think it's an unfortunate message. I think um, you know, when Hamas say they won't, they don't accept East Jerusalem, they don't accept West Jerusalem, they only accept their own Jerusalem, and they call all of Jerusalem theirs. Um, I think when you don't acknowledge that there is a problem and you sit by and you hope that things will sort themselves out, I think that's what we turn to leaders for, to make a decision, to make to, 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 to move forward. Uh, and I definitely think that that's an unfortunate uh, statement. I think there is an opportunity to actually help the process move forward and bring people to the table by acknowledging the fact that Jerusalem is Israel's capital. Well, look, I wish you all the best in Israel. It's a beautiful country. Um, I have visited there, and I know that you're under siege from all your neighbours. Um, so let's hope that peace does break out at some point in the future. Peter Lerner, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Have a good That's retired IDF Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner, who is currently in Australia, and you can listen back to our chat on the Daily Telegraph website or download the podcast after the show. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.